Welcome back, everybody, to the ISO sessions of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. And on this edition, we are welcoming back into not, well, you know what? You've not been on a regular episode before. So just kind of, I would say, the This Is My Bourbon Podcast canon, because you have been on a live stream before. I've been on your live stream as well. But this is Jason from the Mash and Drum. Buddy, how are you doing? I am doing well. How are you doing, Perry? Nice to, uh, thanks for having me on. This is, uh, this is awesome. Uh, be- best thing to do during uh, the lockdown, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard for me to not check in on people. Yeah. Like, I just want to, like, you know, go, is everything okay? Y'all doing all right? Do you need anything? Like, just want to chat for a little bit. And, you know, th- that's why that this was just the perfect opportunity to, to do that. So. No, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. It's, uh, yeah, uh, sure, it's, it's always a pleasure talking to you. So. Oh, yeah. I, I, the feeling is very, very mutual, for sure. So uh, I, I got to ask you because we we were talking about it slightly before we uh, uh, we started recording. But uh, what what have you been drinking recently? <laughs> uh, what have I been drinking? So I, I've been diving into a bunch of different things that I haven't been able to get to you know since this whole lockdown. Um, sure. Uh, you know even even beyond bourbon, you know trying different scotches that I've put on hold, uh, some Irish whiskeys. Um, but in the, in the, in the bourbon world, uh, one that I have poured here, uh, 1792, 12 year, which, mm-hmm. which I got, uh, from one of my amazing patrons, uh, very, uh, yeah, which was so awesome. They found me a bottle. I got a sample of it and, you know, I thought it was really good. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll ever see this bottle. So they were, I was lucky enough to have them find me one. So I've been sipping that. Uh, I've been sipping some Dusties lately. <laughs> Figured it's the best. It's the best time to get into some of those. So, so some old turkeys. Uh, some. Uh, I had a Beam from 1976. I've been waiting to get into. That was phenomenal. Um, yeah, and just some, just some everyday, just some everyday sippers as well. I've been working with some blends. I mean, what a, what a better time to just mess with some blends, you know? <laughs> that, that's the, the thing that I've really been enjoying too, is just allowing myself to go, yeah, I'm going to try this or I'm going to, you know, because I got the time for it. I may as well just, you know, yeah, I mean, sit why not? and play mad scientist for a couple of hours a, a day, but I so you were you were telling me about the 1792 12 year before we we started, and so I said, well, I'll grab my bottle as well. This was the the last bottle that I bought in 2019. Wow! And as you can tell, it's been loved on significantly. Been been hitting that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we reviewed it back in back in January or February. I can't remember for sure. But it is such a different beast of a 1792 product. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. So mine, as you can see, my level is pretty fresh. This is like the exact opposite. <laughs> exact before, opposite. So. <laughs> I literally have like there were like two or three pours from this. Um, I, was, I was surprised at two things with this. One, um, how sweet, but also how, how much oak I was getting on the nose. Yes. Uh, for a 1792, usually you get that high rye. You get a you get you get some sweetness, but usually that high rye mash bill really comes through. But that 12 years really really made an influence on it. Yeah, I think that the the age is really the dominating factor on the nose for mm-hmm. sure. But it's it's not 
it's not to the point where it feels like it's overhooked. Oh, not yeah. It's, it's I, really quite enjoyable and something that you can um, still find a lot of interesting complexity in as as you're kind of taking a deep dive into it. But it 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 does just hit you with like that. And, and I'm stealing a I'm stealing a phrase from the Greece, but that grapey oak bomb. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, with with really oaky, uh, really oaky bourbons. And I, 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 you know what? I'm going to use an old phrase. I, I, I'd make a candle out of this nose. You get, you get. What, what was that? A what? I'd, I'd make a candle out of this. <laughs> a candle, I'd, yeah. So, so interesting grape. I got when I first. I mean, again, my bottle's pretty fresh open. And when I first opened it, it smelled like orange creamsicle to me. Oh, I can totally pick that up too. Yeah, I, that that is definitely still present on my end mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, orange creamsicle with some definitely some nice spice to it, but that oak presence on it just really, it just really balances it out nice. Yeah, I was about to say that the uh, the baking spices are, are fairly evident too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's interesting about this is that there's not really there's not anything that's kind of poking its head out like mm-hmm. really really strongly, other than the oak. Everything else seems to be really kind of finely tuned to the, the the craft of this product mm-hmm. um so i you know it, it's nice to find something different yeah and it's and if unexpected. you and if you can find this i mean for 50 bucks is the, supposed to be the msrp for this um the only the only downside it is very difficult to find mm. um, but for a 12-year bourbon in today's market of 50 dollars, i mean how is that not a steal you know and i got really lucky with this i mm. um follow you know one of our local stores on instagram and had notifications set up and it popped up with a 1792 12 year and i immediately left the house and ran over there and there was a guy <laughs> who had beaten me to the store by probably like a minute mm-hmm. and he was very clearly holding a bag that had a 1792 bottle in it and i was like oh did you get the last one and he goes actually i got the first one and they only had three bottles oh okay so I got the second of the three, uh, but walked away a very happy camper. Lucky guy. Actually on New, New Year's Eve. <laughs> so when I say it was my last bottle purchase of 2019, I, I'm very, very <laughs> serious. With yeah, that. it doesn't really get any more last bottle of the year than no, that. <laughs> no, it was super, super last year. Yeah. But um, I, I didn't talk about the palette. I don't even remember what I what the, the review kind of encompassed when we were doing the actual review of it, but this palette is like cinnamon toast crunch mm-hmm. heaven. <laughs> it, it's so like sugary cereal, just just in a glass. Yeah, there's a lot of sugary sweetness. I totally agree with you. Um, my favorite thing about and 1792 was was a brand that I don't know about you, but 1792 has only been a brand in the last maybe five or six months. I've been appreciating more. I think I think as my palate has really enjoyed the higher rye mash bill, and we all know Barton does have a high rye mash bill. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I, I've I've gone to 1792 more lately. The small batch. Um, even the bottled and bond, which is one of my, you know, go-tos and, uh, you know, if you could find them, I mean, they're, they're just, they have such a good balance of sweet and spice if you like that, but the 12 year, 
The 12 year to me, you're right up front. It's so sugary sweet. It's got great balance. The, the only, the only hiccup I would give it is I think the finish can be a little bit drying with all that Oak presence. I, interestingly enough, I kind of am experiencing more of a, just, just a quick finish on my end. I don't think that it really produces a whole lot in terms of just experience in general. Yeah. Um, I am kind of picking up the dryness, mm-hmm. I would say, but it, it, if anything is lingering, it's the sugariness and it's the citrus that, uh, that we were talking about. Yeah, ton of, ton of citrus. So here, here's my thing with 1792. We have always kind of talked about how it's it's a bit of a dark horse, but it still has some really good products in its lineup. Yeah. Right. I mean, we were, we were talking about this from like, I don't know, episode four or five of the, of the show. I mean, you know, two and a half years ago, we were, we were still talking about it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel as strongly about their lineup now. Um, I think that they do have a, a couple of good bottles to offer. Foolproof, I still think, is phenomenal. In, in a really good pick of foolproof, will go a long way, a really, really long way. I would agree. Um, I think I think that's where that brand shines is with some of those foolproof picks are just incredible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I, I think that right now it can be kind of hit or miss, but mm-hmm. in, in general, I mean, it's it's a solid Barton or a, a solid Sazerac brand. Yeah, and, and and I always I would you know people that ask me hey uh, what do you think of this foolproof pick I'm like I'm like do you know who's picking it it, it really it, if you trust the people that are picking the, those barrels then chances are you're going to be really pleased but more often than not I have walked into a random store or picked out a 1792 foolproof pick and been a little bit disappointed I can't I can't agree more. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, yeah. It, it, it really is all about the palettes that uh, go into the the actual picking. So yeah. Hey, um, part of what we've been doing, I during the ISO sessions is just going. How you been holding up? How you been doing recently? So I'm gonna extend that question to you. Have you have you been surviving and thriving the best you can during the, the isolation, the quarantine of COVID nineteen? Yeah, I, I think uh, being a YouTuber definitely has its perks where you have a little bit more time to be home and do some. I, I think on the plus side, uh, I've gotten to create some videos that were on the back burner that I just didn't get a chance to do because of my work schedule and running around. Um, but also being home, you know, I, I'll admit I, I, I get bored. There's times where I want to go out and do different things and. You know, um, I love going to, to local bars and trying different cocktails. There's a couple of there's a couple bars that are near here that have great selections of bourbon. They do a good amount of picks. I love to go there and try those and and hang out. But you know, I can't do that right now. So between that, I'm still I am still one of the lucky ones that are employed. I, I am in the healthcare industry, so I see a lot of what's going on. Um, I see a lot of the people that are affected by what's happening too. So for me, I feel like I can't complain. I'm very fortunate uh, in, you know, in the space I'm in. And not only that, but being able to work from home, have a great team that I could collaborate with still uh, work-wise. And yeah, but I I think mainly for me, it's trying to just, you know, wait it out, do what I can to stay healthy. And if there's anyone I could help, that's what I'm going to do. 
And I, we, we were talking before we started recording um, today. I started a customer service job where I'm helping people to deal with their online issues when applying for unemployment insurance in the state of Kentucky. And it, it, it is, while it is keeping me busy mm-hmm. and I'm still getting that, you know, kind of productivity aspect of, of being human. Um, I, there, it, it, it can be a little bit, <laughs> a little bit lonely. Which does suck to to a degree. I mean, like you know, I've I've never been one to just like 100% thrive on being person to person. Um, but ever since we started the show, ever since we started the podcast, I just have learned how much I love getting to just sit down with somebody, share something that is important to the both of us. You know, whether it's a bottle that. You know, we, we've both been enjoying or just conversations about who we are as people. And I just miss that so thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And we can talk ad nauseum about how important it is to support our local industries right now, support local restaurants and, and everything. And I'm more than happy to do that. I'm more than happy to order carry out from, you know, OBC or, or whatever. But dadgummit, if I don't miss going in and sitting down in front of that expansive whiskey library that that they've built and, you know, just being able to see friends and and just just leave the house for fun instead of <laughs> instead of business or instead of, you know, survival. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel so like I'm at the yeah I feel like I'm at the point where getting I feel like getting in the car and and going to like the store is like summer vacation right now. It's like you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm going somewhere to pick up toilet paper. Let's go, like, you know, let's do this. <laughs> you can find it. It's still, dude. It is still so hard to find toilet paper. Yeah, in yeah. I don't know. People it are bananas. Yeah, people are stocking up on the TP, man. Ugh. But I mean, do what you feel like you need to. But at the same time. <laughs> Us little people, we need some uh, <laughs> <laughs> paper. Share the wealth, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I, I like I, I like that you're being um, proactive and productive in terms of content, though, because that's kind of how I've felt too. It's like, well, I, I kind of have to make something at yeah. this point, and then it's the it's one of the few ways that I can stay somewhat sane yeah it, it, it keeps me busy it you know i get to kind of sketch out what i want to do um what bottles i have that i haven't done some blind tastings i have that i haven't done um i just i just did a couple of videos that were on my back burner for a while uh one was uh uh, top scotches for bourbon lovers, you know, cause oh, I get, yeah, right. yeah, I get asked all the time about a couple of, you know, bourbon drinkers that maybe want to get into the scotch category. Where do they start? So I kind of, cause I, I did a similar journey only about a year ago where I was trying some different scotches and trying to find out what, what I liked, what I didn't like, what flavor profile I went towards. Cause there's so much variety in the, in the scotch realm. Um, 
Yeah, then I did then I did one on just tasting bourbon better, how to how to enhance your palate a little bit, you know, using uh, nosing kits and using some different some different tips and tricks that I learned from master distillers, you know, interviews and stuff like that. So those were two very important videos I I'm glad I was able to do. Um, you know, plus you plus you look up different ways to make your content more more aesthetically pleasing with camera <laughs> camera angles and maybe try some new things with sound and yeah all of a sudden my little studio is becoming like a jungle gym i'm just like dancing around there trying to do different stuff <laughs> <laughs> so my my studio right now is basically a jungle gym as well but that's just because it's an audio medium <laughs> and nobody has to come in here so they don't have to see all the bottles that i have on the floor at the moment i mean like there, there's just no reason for me to be tidy. It feels like in here, like I'm not. It's not. I'm not even treating it like a sanity thing. Yeah. Like I'm just going. That's fine. Like, cause nobody's coming in, and sitting down with me. So, I mean, I've got, I've got so much whiskey on the floor right now, dude. It's just, it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, just about anything that I could think of to to pull out. I mean, Brussels single barrel picks, Little Book three. Blackened is out here, and Nika from the barrel, like nice, and, and like it's it, the cabinet's not even empty. Like it, there's still so much stuff that's in there, and <laughs> well, well, that that brings up that brings up a cool question for you because you now you're in Kentucky, you're in Lexington, yeah. you're in Lexington, and now with everyone being able to order from distilleries, have have you done that yet? I have not done that yet, and honestly, I haven't even really looked into what I could, what I could order, but that, that, Jason, let's do this live on air. That that might be, (laughs) that might be opening a a big black hole for you. (laughs) (laughs) It could could be real bad. It also could be, you know, the the best thing to ever, (laughs) to ever come into my life. Yeah, um, so I, I'm just going to the Wild Turkey website. Okay, yeah, good choice. Okay, <laughs> um, our oh, see, I don't even know if like these websites have it set up just yet. So I'll just try to see what I can do with a bottle of Turkey 101. Okay. Um, yeah, does it say like so order I, here? I, say that again. I'm sorry. Th- does it does it say order here anywhere? No, all it says is where to find. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So I wonder if, um, I wonder if they haven't even rolled out the. Oh well, maybe I could try the turkey store. Maybe that would help. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. Look at look at me being really awful at technology. Yeah. Wobble, wobble, and gobble. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so putting in my home address. Okay, this is delivery is not currently ex- available in your area. Okay. Well, <laughs> now is it now is it because okay. is it because you're all the way in Lexington or is it because they haven't set I, it up I yet? I don't know if it's been rolled out yet. Yeah, okay. To be quite honest. All right. So I, I think that um, I don't even know. Like maybe they weren't anticipating you know something hitting like this so quickly but um i don't know man that's kind of that's kind of a bummer though like i was a little bit excited to see um, (laughs) if i could just order a bottle of turkey 101 yeah in in an extremely high price more than i should be paying for it probably but yeah probably um, probably but yeah i mean i've been i've been ordering some stuff online and 
uh, I guess in a way that's kind of bad, but you know, I mean, people are making it a, a little bit easier to order, but <laughs> like you said, I recently got a Knob Creek pick. It was like 15 years, uh, from, oh. New, from New York. Uh, I got two wilderness, uh, two wilderness trail picks, uh, from a store out in New Orleans that were actually selected for the New Orleans bourbon festival that was canceled, oh, unfortunately. Man. So yeah, they were they're they're about five years old. It's the bottled and bond weeded bourbon and the rye two picks. And I already I, I already I already opened the bottled and bond, and it literally tastes like chocolate chip cookie dough. It's amazing. Really? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. And and I really can't wait for the this to kind of roll out. And I know that there are arguments to be made about you know supporting local businesses and, and yeah. this that and the other. And I, I totally understand it, but. For those of us who can't always make it out to Laredo, Kentucky, in the middle of nowhere to go visit Maker's Mark, it would be nice to order some of their gift shop exclusives or something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would, I'd be ordering Maker's 46 cast strength all day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking – I still have not – you know what? I don't even know if I've tried the 46 cast strength yet. Um, yeah, I, I've gotten a sample of it and, uh, I thought it was actually really 46 is probably my favorite expression from them besides some of the private select picks that you get, you know, where they mix the staves up, you know, you get that right mix of staves. Those can be really phenomenally good. Uh, but 46, as far as a core range has been my favorite from makers and, I, I just think, yeah, there's an extra level of complexity to it with the spice and the, the chocolate notes, you know, from those 46 staves. Um, well, the RC6 was pretty damn amazing, too, I got to say. That, uh, is, that is fair. Yeah. So uh, let, me, let me tell you how, how shot my brain is in <laughs> comprehension. So I was just thinking about how much I love Maker's Cast Strength. Mm-hmm. And then I was also thinking about how much I love Maker's 46. And then my brain went, you know, it'd be great at cast strength 40s or <laughs> makers 40s. And I went, that's exactly the same dang thing that we've just been talking about. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> good, good job, Harry. Two plus two is four. I, I really, yeah. I really, really got there in the end, which is surprising one way or another. Hey, it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there, buddy. <laughs> as our buddy Scott would say, it's not about the destination. Yes, it is about the journey, of course. <laughs> the long, winding journey <laughs> to the 46 cast strength at the end. I can't I cannot believe that my brain made that <laughs> in so few steps. But so, like, there was a confidence in my thought-making process, too, where I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe nobody's ever thought. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, I did, uh, actually, interesting point about the, the Makers 46. Well, I, did, I did, you know, a blind when, you know, the Weller Foolproof came out. So I had that in there. Um, I was always wondering if Makers Mark, if they did that cast strength, if they non-chill filtered it, what it would do to that, what it would oh, do to that man. bourbon. There we go. See, that's that's the innovation and that's the thought making process that my brain should have. Had <laughs> it went, hey, what if they made a product that they already make? Yeah, and I, I I've talked to uh, David Jennings from uh, Wild Turkey One Hundred and One extensively about why they don't non chill filter rare breed. I mean, what what, what were his uh, thoughts on it? He he, I mean, he obviously thinks it's a no brainer. He doesn't know why they do it or why they don't you know, why they do non-chill filter it or why they do chill sure. filter it, I should say. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, 
if it's an aesthetic thing. I don't know if it's a cost process thing. I'm not sure. I mean, Russell's Reserve single barrels, non-chill filtered. It makes a huge difference in that whiskey, especially when you compare it to the 10-year um, and any of the other expressions. I mean, one-on-one is always amazing. But, I mean, God, rare breed, rare breed, non-chill filtered. My goodness. Don't knock that 10-year Russell's, though. Oh, no. I, I like the 10-year Russell's, but when you put it next to the single barrel... Single bar just has another level of viscosity to it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree with you. But I had a point that I was going to make, and I lost it. Don't know what happened there. Apparently, my brain has decided to just totally crap out <laughs> in as many ways as possible. Is your brain practicing social distancing from your head? Yeah. <laughs> if it was a snake, it would have bit me. <laughs> That'll that make sense. That'll that'll chestnut. Not even not even appropriate for the current situation and what we're trying to experience together. So so, uh, so anything that you've tried that's really kind of surprised you? Like since you've been staying at home, it's like oh, you finally got to this bottle. You're like oh shit, this is really good. You know what's funny? I don't save a lot of bottles. Like most everything that I have either gets opened or you know, gets, gets shared around. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't spend a lot of time holding on to bottles. And I mean, I, I'm not opposed to it by any means. Um, but I'm pretty well, I'm pretty familiar with just about everything in my collection. Right. Like I, I, I don't, I don't save too much. There's one bottle that I have being saved for uh, my anniversary with Lucy. Um, but like, you know, there, there's only, and if it's like a duplicate bottle, you know, I'll hold on to that because there's no reason to have two bottles open of the same bourbon True. at the same time. I agree. Um, but for, for the most part, you know, if, if I, if I experience that it's with something that I have had before and am revisiting, right. Instead of like a new thing that I'm really surprised by. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't, I, I have had little moments with that, but nothing has, nothing has really blown me away that I wasn't already fairly aware of, I would say. Um, that being said, though, I had just, just a two ounce pour of Eagle Rare yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just, just straight off the shelf. Not a single barrel pick. Not you know any anything. If that is not one of the most well crafted bourbons in the world, <laughs> I don't know what is. And and it, I I've always kind of been like, nah, I'll get another bottle of it some other time, or you know, I'm okay without it. But and I I'm not by any means going to go out and like hunt for it. You know, but if I if I see it from now on, I, there's a stronger chance that I might pick up a bottle. So it, it it has kind of all right. So maybe I have been a little bit more blown away by some things and, since we've been quarantined. I don't know, Jason. This is what you've done to me now. I'm questioning everything. <laughs> You're questioning everything. That's right. <laughs> no, but I could I could see I could see Eagle Rare doing that. It's one of those one of those bourbons that maybe you take for granted a little bit because it's always. I mean, for most people, not everyone, it's, it's always there on the shelf, uh, usually. Yeah. It's an amazing price for what it is, 10 years old. Um, I mean, it's, it's got such great balance, such good sweetness. It's got that typical buffalo trace, that sweetness. 
such good oak balance from the 10 years but not overly done at all it just provides a really now it's interesting you brought up picks because i was saying for you know months that i could not find any buffalo trace eagle rare picks and I'm like, where, you know, where are these Eagle Rare picks coming from? Because I, I, I've seen them. People are posting them online. How do I get some of these? And I had well, some. There, there was a period where nobody was picking Eagle Rare. Yeah. Buffalo Trace wasn't even allowing it to be a thing. Yeah. So, so it kind of makes sense that you were having a hard time finding. And the, and the reason why I ask is I, I was lucky enough to be part of a Weller foolproof pick last year, and when we after we were done we got brought into a room like okay your bat your barrel will go here and literally half the room was eagle rare picks uh all barrels that were marked eagle rare picks i'm like where where are they i'm like where are these barrels going like <laughs> who's picking these i'm like where do i get this stuff so uh luckily you know i had some amazing viewers that found me a few and now i have about six of them and some of them are truly and just and the reason why I brought it up is because you brought up that grape note before uh, that you were getting in the 1792 a bit. And some of these Eagle Rare picks have this intense right. grape soda, um, oak sweet profile that's just delicious. And I just I, I can't right. get can't get enough a couple of them. So I in in my I would say my experience with Eagle Rare store picks are fairly limited and i mean you know when i when i really started getting into everything when, with the, the show and becoming a bourbon drinker and, and whatnot yeah they were starting to become a thing of the past and thankfully of course they're they're coming back but i am very jealous that you got to go do a weller foolproof pick i will say that much that was my first that was my first um experience at a buffalo trace pick it's a little. Oh, I thought you were going to say a first pick in general. No, my first, yeah, buff, my, a... my first Buffalo Trace pick was my. That was my first Buffalo Trace pick I did, and it was interesting experience. You get four barrels, you got to share one glass. You basically taste through them all, and you're out the door. It's yeah. like okay, got it. But uh, yeah, we picked a really good barrel. It was uh, it ended up working out good. So uh, yeah, I, I definitely would not want to take away that experience. That was amazing. Anything doing an experience like that, the tour, everything they do for your Buffalo Trace, it's awesome. Have I ever told you about the the most recent pick I've done at Buffalo Trace? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so I went I with Liquor Barn to do it. Uh, there is a little bit of video that exists of this over on the It's Bourbon Night YouTube page. Um, I, I was invited by Liquor Barn to go and do uh, some picks for them at Buffalo Trace, and they said, would you like to invite somebody? And I was like, well, I'll, I'll you know, see if Chad and or Sarah can go. Okay. And so Chad went with me, and we picked three different Buffalo Trace single barrels. Wow. Two, I think it was two Blanton's and one 107. It was either two two Blanton's one 107 or two 107's and one Blanton's. I can't I can't remember exactly what it was. But anyway, so you know that uh, Buffalo Trace rolls out basically three barrels per one pick. Yep. And so that meant that we tried 18 different <laughs> I, I was just going to say you did, you did that all on the same day. All in the same, like, hour and a half period. So what bourbon god did you pay off for that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
I think I still am hungover from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could. There's still a small part of my psyche uh, that's like, hey, you remember that one day where you just really, really screwed yourself over? <laughs> yeah, you're still feeling it by at least a little bit. Wow. What's so funny, too, is you know that you know they, they let you try it at cast strength, but they also let you try it proofed down. So, yes, we may have tasted 18 single barrels, but that really meant that we tried 36 individual samples. Dude, that's a, that is a hell that is a hell of a day. And by the by the end of it, I was just sitting on one of the barrels and I could not stop my hiccups. <laughs> I just there was no stopping this onslaught of hiccups that day. And I thank God for Wendy's. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to say, did, did you guys have even, did you guys even eat anything in between? Or you just went full bore all one yeah, right after the other. Just, we, we went straight on ahead with every single. <sighs> Dude, that's amazing. I mean, I could see, I could see, I could see why you would be hurting, but that's pretty amazing. That's like that's like baller barrel pick day. Like my goodness. <laughs> and that was, I mean, so Buffalo Trader, excuse me, Liquor Barn does this thing where they just kind of they they try to go in and just pick as much as they can because they have wide distribution. And they want to try to keep their customers happy. Absolutely. And so I just I think I just don't think that I was as mentally prepared for it as I could have been or really as physically prepared for it as I could have been by which I meant, you know, maybe eating like the, the farm sampler at Bob Evans the, that morning and, you know, trying as just getting as much, <laughs> just as much food in my belly as I possibly could. Oh right? my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've done, I've been lucky enough to do a few picks now. Uh, I did a 1792 bottle and bond pick. That was awesome. One of my favorites, really good experience, really good experience at uh, Barton. Uh, doing that yeah. it was in the dead of winter and we couldn't do it in the warehouse oh. because it was way too cold so they brought us inside they you know gave us some samples from uh, four different four or five different barrels tasting them proofed them down a little bit it was great uh yeah the weller foolproof pick um uh i did uh, help out with a blanton's pick i didn't get to go there we got samples and I also got to do a, a Knob Creek uh, barrel pick, which is pretty cool. My so the the Knob Creek pick that I got to go on <clears throat> might be my favorite experience so and far. It's actually, yeah. my very first barrel pick that I ever went on. So the the one that we it, it was actually also through Liquor Barn, mm-hmm. and um, we picked <clears throat> excuse me we picked two bourbons and two ryes that day. Uh, it was in like April of 20, 2017, 2018. I can't, re- I can't remember for sure. I think it might've been 2018, but anyway, um, the first bourbon that we picked came out of the barrel at 14 years old in like 121 proof. Oh God. So they only added like a gallon of water to that one. And so it was the, it was the closest to even in the bottle, the closest to a barrel strength Knob Creek pick that I had ever had. Now we're talking. And now we're talking. It was <laughs> glorious. I mean, I, I, I miss 
I wish that I had bought a case of it when it had actually come out. Yeah. Um, but it, it was so – even still. And I've had a bunch of Knob, Creek's, Knob Creek picks by by this point. But even still, that is like my favorite Knob Creek pick that I've ever had. And it wasn't just because I was on it, but because it was so true to what it was supposed to be as a product. And I, I miss – I miss barrel picks first and foremost. <laughs> I want to, I want to go back and do barrel picks again. Yes. Yeah. I think my, I, miss I, barrels. I, I my, I'm really looking forward to one day, hopefully doing a wild Turkey pick. Cause that's an experience I would love oh, to do. Yeah. Wild Turkey picks are a real good time. Yeah. Those are, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the experience I'm waiting to do is I really want to do a wild Turkey pick one day. So getting to just go around in, in, the oldest Rick house on their, on their property with Eddie Russell. Mm-hmm. And he's just going, well, you know, did you all like all these? Well, no. Okay. Well, we're just going to drill from another one. Didn't like that one either. We'll just drill this one too. Like it's so cool. And there's like a visceral feeling mm-hmm. to it. You're just like, how is this happening to me right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, how am I drilling into barrel? I was lucky enough to have that experience at Woodford Reserve uh, with Elizabeth McCall. We got, got to drill into some barrels, and we got to try the, uh, the, chocolate, uh, the chocolate rye bourbon. How um, like it? You know, when it, when it came out, you know, I wasn't that crazy about it, but again, I got to try it at barrel strength. Like right out of the uh-huh. barrel, so I I, I think it ruined it. <laughs> so because <laughs> that because that barrel strength, that stuff was absolutely phenomenal. But uh, sure. yeah, once you watered once you watered it down, it just lost a lot of that spice and nuance that it had, you know, right out of the barrel. So, but uh, I, you know, I give them credit. It's definitely an interesting release. Kind of mixed reviews on it. I know people that love it. I know people that aren't that crazy about it. But you know, I think as a product overall, I think it did well. Well, that's good to hear. I don't think I've actually, I don't think I've actually tried it. To be quite fair. Yeah, it's it's a little weird because a lot of people think it's a rye whiskey because it just says chocolate. Yeah. It says chocolate malted rye, and that's not the case at all. It's uh, they just roasted the grain to the point where the chocolate flavors come out, and then you know made their bourbon from that recipe. Sure. So so people are going to be upset about it. Yeah, it's like I thought this was yeah I thought this was a rye like no it's a bourbon. No, <laughs> so it's the first the label. Yeah, it's the first it's the first thing I said in my review. I'm like this is just to let you know this is not a rye whiskey. <laughs> so I, I was going to ask you, but I think you've kind of already answered it. You know, if you had one barrel pick that you would want to do straight out of quarantine, straight out of isolation. Oh yeah, it would absolutely be uh, wild turkey just to do something. Like you said, I mean, you explained it perfectly to walk around warehouse a with Eddie Russell, drill barrels, taste, talk to him. Um, I was lucky enough to go to an event here in Columbus, uh, where I live, I live in Columbus, Ohio. Um, he came here uh, actually when Long Branch was launching. Um, there's okay. a there's a hotel local to here uh, that's kind of a, I guess you kind of say it, it's more of a bougie hotel, um, and they have a really nice bar up on the rooftop, and they were doing an event. You had to buy some tickets for it. wasn't really expensive. Decided to go. And Eddie Russell was the speaker, and you get to you get to have a tasting. So we got to taste through the entire range of wild turkey, uh, including Long Branch, and that was really kind of the 
the that was kind of the hook that, that got you there and um i could I, dude i could literally just sit here and listen to him talk for hours <laughs> both, both eddie and jimmy yeah yeah both yeah absolutely both of them i mean yeah but he talks about you know eddie talks about his dad a lot which is incredible so you hear about oh, the yeah. stories back and forth and how i love when he tells the stories how eddie went to goes to jimmy with ideas and jimmy will give him like one or two word answers <laughs> it's yeah, it's exactly yeah and plus the story um uh, of Long Branch and how that was created and the back and forth between him and Matthew McConaughey and how they totally spoke a completely different language. And he's like, when you say you need to turn up the tempo or turn up the treble, what are you saying? Like, what does that mean? So Eddie, they were trying to get their language down. It's, you know, it was an interesting process <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. I mean, it's, it's the difference between, you know, bourbon drinkers and, bourbon connoisseurs i guess well i mean you know you have the master i hate, I hate, I hate even saying that yeah. out loud that makes me sound well i mean you have the you have the well really you got to look at it as a bourbon sipper or bourbon drinker and then a master distiller which has probably a language all its own that's that is very fair yeah that is very fair yeah yeah i i'm kind of in the same boat i'd like to go back and do a, another russell's pick or a kentucky spirit pick or something but man I, even even just a Knob Creek pick, I'd be all about. Oh, another Knob Creek pick would be nice. Um, I'm trying to think what else. What another? I heard Whistle Pig does incredible picks. Uh, the experience when you do Whistle Pig. I have still not gotten to do a new riff pick. Oh, okay. I would love to do a new riff. Yeah, I heard that's a really cool and experience too. So peek, peek behind the curtain, a little inside baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. but uh, we were actually poised to do the first This Is My Bourbon Podcast barrel pick this year. Wow. Um, and as everything got canceled or postponed, it slowly became a, a reality that we weren't going to ma- be able to make that happen. So at, at the very least, maybe we could you know, still pick a barrel towards the end of the year. I mean, if everything gets back to normal. Um or whatever the new relative normal is. I hope so, man. That'd be great. Yeah, but I'm uh, I'm hoping that we can do some kind of <laughs> some kind of barrel release for for the <laughs> show because people have actually been asking us about it too, and I'm, I've just been like, we're waiting for the right opportunity, and uh, we had something lined up this year to where it was going to be, it was going to happen, and I'm just I'm bummed that it, it didn't work out, but we'll. You'll get there. I'm just gonna say you'll you'll get there. You'll get there soon enough. And some of those new some of those new riff picks, some of those new riff picks are phenomenal. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jason, I appreciate you sitting down with me for a little bit, buddy. It's been great catching up with you and checking in, making sure you're doing all right during the the COVID nineteen times. Absolutely, man. Always uh, always love chatting with you. I'm glad you and the family are doing good. And can I say live here while we're talking, congratulations to you uh, and you. and the wife for the uh, the new upcoming bourbon sipper on the way. <laughs> yeah, we got a little little baby bear. So I'm 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 really excited. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's 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 awesome, man. That's amazing. So you got, as of recording this, uh-huh. I, we are less than 24 hours away from finding out what it's going to be. Oh my god! So, 
So it could be. Uh, so we could. We'll know if it's a pear bear or right. or, or a, a hmm. Share share bear. Share, share care bear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But either either way, man, uh, that's that's a man. I'm, I'm happy for you guys. That's gonna that's gonna be awesome. Thank you, man. I, re- I really appreciate it. Hey, uh, people may know you from your YouTube channel, but uh, where can they find you on social media and where can they go uh, check out your, your YouTube content? Uh, yeah, head to uh, YouTube, uh, type in the Mashing Drum, uh, and you'll find my channel there. Definitely subscribe, hit the like button. Uh, I have some really cool content coming out uh, recently and stuff that's upcoming. Uh, I recently went over 10,000 subscribers, so that was kind of a big milestone. Uh, dude, congratulations so, on that. That's thanks. Incredible. Yeah, it's it was completely completely crazy how fast it's grown so happy uh such great um uh such great support i've gotten from the viewers also check me out on instagram at the mash and drum with underscores in between all that and you could find me on twitter at the mash uh i'm sorry at mash and d check me out on twitter always doing posts on instagram and stuff so yeah definitely uh, check it out yeah, and I, I I showed up on one of your your live streams as well yep. sometime last year. I can't remember exactly. What yeah, we did a, we did a blind tasting. Yeah, we did that uh, that really fun collaboration. So if yep. you want to go and see what it's like when we actually are talking back and forth instead of just hearing us, you can, <laughs> you can go and do that as well. Uh, hey, if you have not done so already, you can find the show at My Bourbon Pod on all social media channels. You can leave us a five star rating and review on the app right in uh, your your iTunes. But did I say that wrong? I definitely did. Whatever. You can leave us a review on iTunes. That's what matters. <laughs> uh, and then you can, most importantly, become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month. Helps keep the lights on. And as little as $5 a month, you get bonus content like bonus episodes, pregame chats before every episode as well. And uh, it's a good time. I appreciate everybody who is a Patreon subscriber uh, of this My Bourbon Podcast. So I think that about does it for this ISO session. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Jason, thank you again for sitting down with me, bud. Cheers, Perry.